Welcome to another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne, and Cousin Todd. love that intro we have we have the nice music and the brooklyn bridge music that we can bop to that introduces jamal harrington marianne riley and cousin todd but instead we go fuck it we're here hello i I, I usually add the i usually add the the intro music is kind of a pro uh uh, post-production thing uh and i usually edit out the one that i play live but with everything else I've just been doing, my brain completely froze and forgot, hey, I should play the intro music. <laughs> so. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. The, you'll the important... add it, you'll the, add it the... after, yes. and then yeah. everyone will be like, what is she talking about? You know? Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, allow me to welcome uh, all of our listeners today for It's Not About You. Um, it, uh, my apologies to the uh, hundreds that are listening to us uh via um via streaming uh let me introduce the the panel uh you as usual per every sunday we have my lovely co-host marianne riley hi marianne hello hello and uh of course the guy who keeps this ship afloat who still has a job here stop sending me your resumes uh cousin (laughs) cousin todd yeah because the man is best I'm I'm repping the podcast with my shirt, yo. Oh yeah. Right? That's awesome. You can, get, was... you can get yours at our shop. Go to shop.notaboutyoupod.com. Shop. I, I, I'm digging it. Shop.notaboutyoupod.com. And, and Jamal Harrington, uh, we're going to throw your name in there. Welcome for, thank you for always kind of Jamal's. getting that timeline together every week and making sure that we don't follow it but believe it or not we do have a bit of a timeline uh, <laughs> and a yeah, few topics well having the timeline oh. will help us stay stay on track you know we can stay focused okay. we try to stay focused but sometimes sometimes we go off on a tangent and that's in and, and that's i think what makes the podcast fun is because we we get a topic and we roll with it and um yes. and sometimes we roll with it a long longer than we intend to so Okay, but, but I think the reason why I'm staying on top of this and what the audience don't see when uh, whenever we're not on here is I don't you know Marianne likes to yell so I like to keep her happy so she doesn't. <laughs> so so what he's I'll, saying is that I'm a boss so, and I crack the whip. So when 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 Marianne, I don't know if you guys have noticed how great the show has been getting in like the past month. Like Marianne suggests this, it gets was- done within the next by the next show. You know, hey, we need to stay on top of this. We need to stay on top of that. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm at work coming up with ideas for the show. <laughs> you know, my boss, right. hey, what do you, my boss is like, what are you doing? I'm like, I can't talk right now. Um, I got, I got this more important things to do. So, um, <laughs> so I, I, I do. Uh, is that for your podcast? Like, uh, maybe. I got um, shit to do. And he's like, <laughs> and then he'll be like, you still haven't sent me the link to it so I can hear it. And I'm like, I, I know who you voted for. You're not for us. <laughs> As I was oh, showing yes. you all before the show, I got some new podcast toys. 
Oh my goodness. So, so for those who don't know, Cousin Todd is our tech. The reason why we call him Cousin Todd is because Todd and I are legitimately cousins, you know, it's uh, first cousins, cousins actually. And so he actually has been doing his own podcast, the 206 Geek, for what, seven years now? Going, Six, it's actually going to be eight years in a couple weeks. Wow. Oh, congrats. A long time, yeah. a long time. So yeah. we were very fortunate Ooh. to uh, jump on that nepotism and bring him on board so that he could keep <laughs> us going. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's oh. smart. As, as Jamal but, likes to point out, I, I, I'm good at herding the cattle and getting them going yeah. in the direction I need them to go. Herding, not only is she good at herding cattle, but she's also good at herding cats. You know, we're like a group of cats, you know. But this, this <laughs> yes. Marianne, will be great for when we do live shows, Marianne. Very nice. Because really I don't nice. know if you can see that or not, but there's six microphone ports. I see that. I see. You know what? That's actually better than when, when uh, I was doing the radio, when I was on the radio show. Uh, that's actually a nicer board than we had at the radio show. So, <laughs> well, thanks to, thanks to Joe Biden, I got this. You know. Oh, that's right. Okay, who got their stimmy? Who got their stimmy? Oh, I, 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 yeah, I've, I've already used most of it. You spent it already. Yeah. I am. Um, I'm well, one I of those board people. I get a lot of bills too, so. Yeah, I um, I actually put mine in the bank, and I'm banking. I'm trying to put all the money that I get. I'm I'm growing away a bunch of money to try and remodel my house here so I can sell it and buy the next house. So that when I do have the next house, cousin Todd, there will be Sundays where I say, "Come on over, I'll I'll make dinner. Come on over, we're gonna live from my studio yeah. in my house." And maybe one of these times when Jamal will fly Jamal out, so that all three of us can be in the same studio. Yeah, oh, that would yeah. be nice. Well, how, uh, you know, we'll we'll get we'll get one of these um, banners made with the "Not About You" logo on it, so we can, you know, have it have in the background. Trust back. me, when I get the studio, I'm looking at about probably within the next six months. Having you know what? I think what you should do is you should go to the shop, get one of these made, and get some of the pillows made. So you can put them on the couch. We can have like a talk show format set up. Ooh, ah, very nice. Get some, get some have the about cameras from different pillow. angles. I can have can cameras placed in different angles. Yeah. We can scrap. That would be nice. No, that's cool. See, that being, be that, nice. being that I will be in Seattle, uh, I believe in late May. So that means that I could still do the podcast, you know, depending on when I, depending on when my flight leaves. Because what is it like 11 o'clock over there, 12 or something like that? uh yeah well it's, it's it's right now it's 1 30 but uh jamal keep in mind that the day that we're doing the show in cedro woolly is actually a sunday it's the day before memorial oh, day that's right uh you know it's funny so, wow way to pay attention to my schedule um so, yeah so <laughs> we could so we could do the podcast then it goes straight from the podcast straight to the venue Oh God, yeah, what a headache! Well, we, could, we could even just like get to the venue early and rec- and do the podcast there. Well, I'm thinking that because Cedro Woolley is a bit of a drive, uh, oh, more yeah. than likely we are probably going to get a hotel room, uh, and Romeo and I will get a hotel room so that we can do a, a naughty adult things afterwards. So you know, and terrorize Cedro Woolley. Cedro Woolley will know that we were there. <laughs> Yep, like that noise. I can't get it out of my head. It's like, 
those those two people were having loud, obnoxious Klingon sex. <laughs> you know, that, yeah, that yeah. was Marianne, by the way. I, I think I, I think the weird thing is they're gonna be like, oh my god, she's staged. She must really like our little town, you know? Like, you know, like, oh my god, you know, have some pancakes, you know? Like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, we have to point out that cousin Todd, cousin Todd, and, and my grandfather was from Cedar Woolley. Yeah. So we still have family up there. Some oh really? The, I don't know if I'll let them know that I'm coming. Yeah. Know who our uncles are. So yeah. Yeah, they probably do. There's a street named after him. Is there really? Yeah. I I haven't been up to Cedar Woolley since I was probably like eight or nine years old. And all I remember from that trip is driving through the tree. Driving? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, In my eight years of living in Seattle, um, I have never been to Cedar Woolley. And I think that's the excitement about, yeah, I'm a little... I'm I'm very excited about I had to do my research on Cedra Woolley. Like like where is it in reference to uh you know Seattle? And the last time I checked, it was like an hour and twelve minutes north, a little bit east of uh Seattle. And um yes. and okay, so like uh part of the Mount Vernon Anacortes metro. See, I didn't even know it was part of that. I know it's like 30 minutes roughly from Bellingham, which is like even further, you know, further north. So I was like, wow, I'm going to be almost in the middle of nowhere, which means that I'm going to have to Facebook and tweet my location so people would know where I'm at in case, you know, proof of life. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and it is out there. Cedar Rolly is out there. And I remember just hearing some amazing stories about, you know, where that term skid row came from and, you know, because it was a logging town and that's one of the things that they used to do is they used to actually take the logs into Seattle and they'd let them go down that hill into Seattle towards the the ocean, like to the port. And in the process of it rolling down the hill, it would take a lot of the bark off, which is what, hence the term skid row. Is that where really? They skid the, that the or, that yeah, they used to skid the they, I'm not sure if it originated. I think it, it was probably in Seattle. I think so. Because I remember Grandpa telling, telling wow. me about that, Skid Row. And that's where that term came from, Skid Row. And of course, you know, a lot of the people that were hanging around Skid Row were people who didn't have a lot of money. So they were scrambling to try and do anything. They were trying to hustle to get whatever they could do to get some some change and some money. Right. I've, I've been to Skid so, Row in yes. L.A. Hmm. Did and you say that, hi to Sebastian Bach and the guys? Uh, I was afraid to say hello to anybody because it was, <laughs> that's not a place you go and you're just like, hi, how's life? You know, it's, you keep your head down and you just hope nobody comes at you, you know? Yeah. yeah. But by the way, and me and maybe one other person may have got that reference. <laughs> What? No, it's it's a it's a, a band and the singer back in the eighties was was uh was Sebastian Bach. Mm. Oh mm. no, I remember the band. Yeah, I remember the band. Okay. Um, I was still having I was still being mentally traumatized by my walk through Skid Row trying to find a place to charge my phone so I could get an Uber to get out of there. <laughs> yeah. Those places Aren't... that you're so scared to even take your phone out because you're afraid somebody will shank you for it. Uh, just verify that there. we're definitely streaming on Twitch. Oh, oh are, are we now? Oh, 
We're, we're streaming on Hello, Twitch. Twitch. Hello, Twitch. This is my first visit to you. Hello, it won't Jeff. be my last. No, it's not. It's not your first, but it's the first one you're aware of. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of times I've had sex. <laughs> oh, wait, we're, we're doing this? Okay. <laughs> There you, there you go, Twitch audience. A little taste of what we are all about. Oh, yeah. Just so they know. Get them in right now. Get them in right now. Let them know. Let's not, not pull any punches. The vast majority of people that use Twitch are, are gamers and people watching other people playing video games. But there are a few people that do like uh, podcasts through Twitch. And Actually, recently I discovered there's a bunch of DJs who do like, you know, they, they do the ones and the twos and all that other kind of shit. So if you like watching live DJs, they do that shit on there as well. No, I, I like Twitch, man. I've done the show there. Uh, shout out to Sour Kool-Aid show. Um, I used to do that show. I don't know if you, you remember that show, uh, Marianne, Sour Kool-Aid show. Uh, it sounds familiar. Well, it was, uh, a, you know, it was like a video where comics would... At the time, it was done in um, in Oregon, like on the coast of uh, Oregon. And I think the the guy um, Dan who does it now lives in uh, I think Eugene now, or like further south. But either way, like you would go there, you'd play video games, and he would have like his audience uh, tune in. The comics would play video games, do like a, a set behind a green screen. Um, it was probably one of the most, as a comedian, one of the most. Um, it was very cool because a lot of people, you know, chime in and if they think you're funny, they'll let you know. And there's like a tip jar and all that. And it was one of the, one of my most favorite things as far as being a, to ever do. Like it was almost worth the five hour drive uh, to wow. do that show. So I've, I've always, and then of course, talking to the, I, I'm still friends with people who listened uh, from the first few times I've done it, you know, and it's, it's really cool. Yeah. A five-hour drive for how much did it pay? Like fifty bucks? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, we're looking at three figures. Wow. And, and, the, oh. and, the, and, and the first figure, depending on how good you were, was not a one. <laughs> it was a dollar sign. <laughs> that's that's really. <laughs> No. <laughs> it's nice to actually get paid enough money to cover gas um, and maybe oh. a hotel. That's that's. Yeah. Oh, that's well, nice. The, the funny thing is, I remember one time I did it. I think it was like the second time I did it because uh, the beach is not so far away. So I did the show um, and then I drove to Portland, which was about, I'm going to say two hours away. And I would just either, you know, hang out over at a friend's place um, who lived in Portland because, you know, Portland people are nice to me. Or I will park my car in the beach uh, in that town and I would just park my car there and just drive in the morning highway 101 um nice but yeah but i I, yeah i always knew that oh well i'm not gonna get a hotel room or whatever which is fine but it was always like the experience was always great we would drink and play video games and like people would watch us and people would chime in and um it was very funny like you know um they i get interviewed and all that and then i would see like other a lot of other comics has done it and um you know like even off the air, but hey, do you know this comedian? Blah blah blah. I'm like, yeah, he's a really funny guy. And then I'll see their like their video and everything. It was really cool. It, uh, I don't know if he still does it. I, actually, I think he does still do it. But I don't know if he's doing a comedy thing anymore. But man, I, I hope he's still doing it because it's uh, it's fucking amazing. It sounds like it sounds like one of those things that it's really good if you play video games. 
Yeah, but even if you don't play video games, um, it's good for the audience mm. to see how bad you are at hand-eye coordination sometimes. Because all <laughs> cause, cause the video, no, no, because the video games that I played, I'm, I mean, I'm familiar with video games. I play video games all the time. But it was just like, you know, we, one of the games you played was like the, the, the one of the Spider-Man games. And I'm like, you know, I'm a New Yorker. I'm web flinging all over, you know, Manhattan. And, uh, and uh, hey, is, is I'm like, yo, the, the, the details was so, I felt like I was actually in New York. But my button game wasn't like all that great because I'm still trying to learn the buttons in this game. And then people are watching me and I'm like, oh my God, they probably think I'm an old man that don't know how to play this video game, which I didn't. But uh, yeah, I know it was a, it was, it, it was a really fun show. And yeah, like, like you were just saying, Todd, Twitch is like for, you know, gamers. Um, you know, sometimes I'll tune in and I'll just watch somebody play a video game and I'm just like, hmm, this is what I'm doing now. <laughs> So I, I started using this new streaming software last week called Streamlabs. And one of the things I discovered after we did our show last week was that Streamlabs has uh, plugins and add-ons and things that you can do. So when people subscribe to your channel, you can hear it as you're streaming. So we'll, if we hear any noises randomly throughout the, the stream, we'll know that someone has like, you know, liked the page or subscribed or whatever. And on the on the video, people who are watching will see that person's name pop up. Oh, and, uh, nice, nice. So, yeah. so I wanted to kind of. So we do have kind of a bit of a timeline for day, or like kind of an outline. And I was looking at some of our different topics, and I was like, "Wow, these are." We do have some some pretty deep topics, but I was thinking about starting with one that's a little less deep for our first topic. So um, the topic was that we were looking at was. Uh, Spain to launch a trial a four-day work week and I know that I've heard about this Todd had you heard about that what was it called Spain is talking about launching a four-day work week instead of having oh, a five-day work week they're gonna have work yeah. four days and have three days off yeah but the, doesn't Spain also give you like six weeks you know vacation paid by the government or some shit I'm yeah, I'm not I mean, a a lot of countries have like, I mean, like England have the, you know, holiday where they're off for just like three weeks, you know, and we just got a, I just got a notification that uh, we have a new follower, uh, Maria, uh, and I can't pronounce his last name, A-V-I-L-E-S. Oh, I know who that is. Maria Maria Avales, yeah, I know who she is. Hey, thanks Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> we know who they're checking out. Yeah. Uh, and that's okay. So anyways, th- thank you for, for watching and tuning in, Maria. Um, so the four-day work week. Um, and I know that this is something that I've, I've actually... It, sorry. That was... Um, years ago, I worked four tens and had three days off. And I, and I had it. I, I loved it. But and it's it's so crazy to me because this was back when I was young. I was like 21, 22. And I would work the, the four tents and I was working in a job where I was on my feet running and, and stuff. I was working at a, a convenience store slash deli. So I was on my feet the whole time. And back then I was such a wussy because I would have to spend the whole next day. That's the fifth day. Of, I was just in bed sleeping, recovering. And then I would have my weekend. 
nowadays when I work four twelves or five tens and five twelves and I'm on my feet all the time running around in job sites and stuff, I sit there and think back to that. I was, I was like, how was I? And I was in much younger and much better shape. And I was still trying to recover from all that. Now I would I would love to only have to work four tens instead of five tens or six tens you know and but i, I wouldn't want that paycheck again i, I not want that paycheck. as i as i came across the article i, I mean and and i work six days a week eight hours i work 48 hour weeks wow. you know so yeah. this is the only day that i have off and in like from the time that i wake up at like eight in the morning or you know, seven on a Sunday, I think about all the stuff that I have to do before I even do this podcast at 4 uh, p.m., you know, Eastern time. So it's just like, it's still, it's still work for me, you know, but when I came across this, I was like, you know what, uh, why not? This is actually, because, well, Americans, I feel, are the most overworked, semi-unappreciated people on the planet. And I think that's why a lot of us are not happy when it comes to our jobs or whatever. Meanwhile, you go overseas and, you know, these other places overseas, you know, like, you know, Finland, you know, Scotland and, and, and all those, they're happy. And their weather's not even the greatest most of the time, you know, I mean, it's colder, cold winters and, you know, rainy seasons and whatnot, but at the same time, they're happy because their government for the most part takes care of them. Um, their taxes, I believe, are a little bit higher because their health care, uh, I don't think it's anything like ours. And some of it, I think, is free health care for that matter. So, is, you, know, yeah. so you got you got a, your taxes are going to be you know, somewhat high. But nonetheless, they're very happy over there because they do have they're, they're like, um, you know, when they have kids, their leaves are a lot longer and they could, you know, spend more time with their kids and spend more time raising them rather than, you know, having to worry about finding a babysitter you know, as soon as a child yeah. comes out the womb and all that. So, but yeah, you know, I think we're just super overworked and under, again, mo I would say a lot of us super overworked and underappreciated. And, you know, I came across this and I'm like, wow, this is something that we should probably think of, you know, as far as, you know, having a, you know, hey, my three day weekend, you know. <laughs> well, let me ask you, do you think that, with them like i know that europeans work they're less days americans are so stressed out because we have to work so many hours and we are constantly scrambling to try and provide but do you think that in europe their hourly wage the how much money they make and cost of living is better or is it worse i don't think I th I would think their cost of living is 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 more realistic than ours. If they if they if they can have a six week vacation time, their cost of living must be a lot better because who who can afford that? Otherwise, well, they also pay. Yeah. They also pay. Keep in mind, um, they also pay three dollars a liter for yeah. gas. I, yeah, so it's it's basically like ten dollars a gallon. It's like oh, $10, $10 a gallon. Yeah. So wow. they pay way more than we do. And they that's one of the things that they talk about with Americans, how we don't pay that much for fuel and how it's so much yeah. uh, it's cheaper for us. Even when, 
Right. But the thing is, is that, I mean, and I remember when I was in Ireland, that was one thing I had to really budget for because we drove all over Ireland both times that we went and um, really had to budget a lot of money for the, for fuel, for gas. Oh, really? And okay. yeah, you have to, because it's, it's like four times as expensive, but they also have other things, you know, like the food is probably some of the things, depending on where you're at is same like here is that, um, you know, cause Ireland's a country is a, an Island. So anything that comes in that they don't produce it themselves, they have to, to ship it in. Um, Italy, the cost of living, you know, like um, there was times that we ate out a lot because we were uh, on the road. We were constantly on the on the, the go. But we also had, they had a lot better mass transit in Italy than say Ireland. Italy, you got on a train everywhere. You took a train yeah. everywhere. You know, it very rare did you ever drive. And so, and when you did drive, like if you, when um, we were in Milan, I was, and oh my god, we we absolutely refused to drive in Rome. We, we trained in the room and we got Ubers. And I'm telling you, they had some badass, cool Ubers. Yeah. And I highly recommend if you ever go, get the Ubers where you can face, have your back to the driver and the road in front of you. Because you do not want to see that shit. Unless, and I also figured out after riding <laughs> in Italy with the driver, driving, the passenger can actually drink alcohol. And I'm telling you, when my niece was, my niece through osmosis was driving, we were doing 110 miles an hour. Let me tell you, I had to drink for that shit because when I saw how fast we were going, I was like, hit it, keep going. Because if we're going to crash, we're, we're toast, right? Yeah. We're not going to walk away from this oh shit. So you, if we're doing, if we're doing 85 or 110, there's no, you know, you're not walking away from that. So let's just go all balls out. Give oh, me wow. some more alcohol. But I also but hear- it was, I also heard, I mean, speaking of like cost of living, I hear Italy is really expensive, especially Milan. Mm -hmm. Milan was ghastly expensive. Um, we've been breakfasted it and um, Milan, beautiful. Oh my God, it's a, it's a beautiful. I mean, the, even though the places are expensive, I would highly recommend mm, Italy, of all the places in Italy, my absolute absolute favorite which i just um i dream about and it was so incredibly gorgeous is and i'm, I'm just like kind of drawing a blank uh, it's actually where um they have the statue of romeo and juliet on the balcony scene they have the actual bronze statue right there in the square and it's and, and legend has it that if you grab juliet right breast you'll uh, have good luck yeah yeah, you got to grab her, her right breast. And it's breast, and you can tell where people grab her arm and where they grab her boob because it's shiny. The rest of the, the statue, not so much. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like galvanized. But you know, it is shiny. And that boob and that part of her arm where everybody grabs the arm to hold themselves up on the statue because you got to step off to it. Yeah. But it's, it's facing up to the balcony. It's, it's actually, it's kind of cool. And, and, and they okay. say it's, it's, the whole place. it's good luck. Yes, you're, and, you know, and it's in Madrone, Madrone, Italy, sorry. Uh, okay. It, it took me a second, but it is, so it's good luck if you grab Juliet's right breast. And I'm going to tell you, it was good luck. Here's why it was good luck for us. Oh, please. So we left Madrone the next day and we went to Rome. <laughs> and we had, we had scheduled in the morning, we had scheduled at 8 a.m. breakfast at the Vatican. So we were going in to have 
we're going in early to the Vatican. We were going to go have breakfast. And then afterwards, we walked through the Vatican, went and saw um, the, uh, you know, the, the famous painting, the figure, you know, the Sistine oh, okay. Chapel, and all that stuff. So we went to all of that stuff. And so that morning, we woke up, we got downstairs a little bit late, and we're our our B&B was way in the middle of like nowhere and as we come downstairs all of a sudden this taxi cab pulls up in front of us and we're like oh yes because had we waited had we we had to call one it would have been another 15 minutes and we would have been too late so the cab just magically appeared then when we went we checked all of our luggage because they won't let you walk through the Vatican with all your luggage you know your little rolly cart suitcases or anything you have to check it in and they give you a, a the ticket and I had it in my back pocket and we walked all the way through. I mean, it was hours of walking through and looking at everything. It just, it was incredibly, incredibly, you just, you feel like 1800s. You feel how old it is. You can sense that, that so hundreds of years of, of history surrounding you. And it's very like, it's almost overwhelming. I mean, it brought tears to my eyes just because the the vast amount of history that was right there in front of me and then we went to go leave and somehow I had put my phone in my back pocket where my tickets were and when I pulled it out at one point because I was kind of I was uh live streaming through part of it I lost my my tickets and our train was leaving and in like an hour and we had 15 minutes to go get our luggage to be able to make the train Otherwise, we would have been stuck until the next night. And we were looking, and of course, my niece, Ross Moses, was trying very, very hard. I love you, Jackie. She was trying so hard to keep it together to not totally like, what the fuck are you doing? It was what she wanted to say. Instead, she was like, okay, so you lost your tickets. You know, they're not going to let you get your luggage until the end of day when nobody else has claimed the luggage because we can't find those tickets. <laughs> and she was like, try not to explode on me. Thank God. Absolutely. Thank God. I had medication in that luggage. And I told the guy, the porter, I said, look, here's my, here's my passport. And it has my name on it. I said, if you look, that's my luggage right there. If you pull that out, if you pull open and that's it for right there and reach in there's bag of medicine pull those 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 out and there's the bottles medicine bottles with my name first and last and middle name on there and he matched them up and he goes yes here you go <laughs> and we still made our trade so which so fucking lucky she's you're so fucking lucky and i said okay uh, I, I just wasted juliet's breast on my fucking luggage <laughs> yeah but, but yeah <laughs> But that 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 was smart thinking, though. I mean, it's <laughs> that is smart thinking. Marianne, you should add that to your to your stand up because that is fucking hilarious. I wasted my luck on Julie of Juliet's breast on a fucking luggage. I could have gotten, you know, I could have bought a lottery ticket and one million. Nope, I wasted it on on my luggage. I'm still thrown at the fact that people think that that is lucky because I'm like, uh, do you know how her uh, story ends? It is not too I happy. know, right? You know, that and, is- and that's, what, that, and that's what's so interesting about, um, I'm not, I would like to know where that, that originates from. 
yeah. maybe had um, Romeo actually grabbed her right breast that he he wouldn't have been dead. I don't know. You know, he he was definitely I, I, not. I don't lucky. think it's an excuse for someone to grab someone's breasts. Honestly, especially it's a, a big statue. Brass statue. Yeah. But it's a big brass statue. Like this statue stands probably a good nine feet tall. So it's sitting on probably a pedestal of about how that a foot and a half. Gone on for? Has that been around for for centuries, or is that something? Um, recent? it's no, it's not recent. It's been there for a lot of years. I would have to go see and look. But I know it's it's interesting because you can actually pay to go up into the balcony and look down off the balcony down onto Juliet's statue and um, oh, we didn't pay extra to do that it, it didn't cost anything and it's strange because like you don't pay to go see the statue this is what's weird and everybody kind of congregates around and Italy uh, uh, Italians don't do lines they do not do lines they gaggle like they will kind of gaggle around something they don't do lines and so you have to kind of play hopscotch you know there's no line to who's going to stand up there and grab her boob neck Everybody just kind of, yeah, and it's actually kind of creepy to me to think about it. she was only like 15. So all these people, pedophiles, are grabbing this, this statue's bra, right. uh, this brass boob. But you kind of have to play hopscotch. When somebody jumps out, you jump up, you got to kind of cut your way and jump in and grab that boob and like, ah, I'm lucky. And then jump down to the next person who can get up. The reason why I was asking, because when you, when you were talking about that, I immediately thought of that scene in, in, uh, Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom, where he like reaches out and grabs that statue's boobs, and she's like, "I'm right here," <laughs> and he pushes on it. The door opens. <laughs> I hear if you tickle, I hear if you tickle the bronze bull at the exchange place on Wall Street, your um your stocks will go up uh, swimmingly if you so tickle, you the, tickle bronze the, bulls, the bronze bulls the bulls balls. Is that what it is? Does it have brass balls? How come you don't ever see the back end of that thing? Oh, because um, this is a this website is a very friendly site, but um, no, there'll be people that'll take pictures behind this bull, and uh, sometimes not the front, if you know what I mean. They'll just be like, "Ah, oh, look yeah. at his ass!" And uh, yeah, th- those weird things people do to these poor statues. Um, like case in point, here's a, you know, this is what it looks like. All these tourists around there you know everybody's taking turns taking pictures of it and whatnot but yeah um i don't know like i'm gonna look up that uh, wait whole... that picture there looked like somebody was touching his it's back end like they had oh, yeah. behind them like, yeah oh, right there yeah you see that right there oh, that's somebody... so Actually, in. hold on. Let me let me there. Look at that. Look at that. In on that. We want to see this guy giving that that brass ball a a a, 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 a prostate you know, oh it is a dude huh like if and it's always some guy there, guy gal whatever like and see look there's people behind it as well. He, just, he looks like he's like armpit deep in that in that bull's butthole. He looks like he's trying yeah. to. Uh, it looks like he's he like he's uh, yeah. It's 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 terrible. Like if that bull was to take a shit, it would probably break his neck because you would, it would yeah. bury him. He would yeah. Of course so, he would be screaming ah shit. But but if it's true. I would rub my face in those balls. <laughs> make my money. <laughs> make my money. You, you know, know I'm shameless. When I when I when I go and there's when I go past this particular bowl, I mean it there's always people there, you know, especially in the daytime, of course. But I always see people on both ends of that bull, and that poor bull looks like it's just being violated. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, 
you know, seriousness on the front and weird sexual fetishes in the back kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Now that that bowl looks massive. I think if it was just a bit smaller, you, you could probably put the, the golden trump behind it and it looks like you'd be getting rammed <laughs> by, the, by the former Oh president. my gosh. You, you brought up Trump. Did you guys hear that in Texas, there's a Texas museum, there was a wax museum that had to remove, <laughs> had to remove the wax statue of Trump because, because people were coming in and punching it. Dude, they yeah, had to get rid of it. Yeah, they should try for the privilege of doing that, man. I would go down to Texas purely for the the ability to punch him in the face. I think I'm, I was more surprised that it was in Texas of all places that people I know, punch right? Him. Like I'm Texas, really Texas. Those are supposed to be your supporters, man. Well, my thing is this. Was it in Houston? Was it in Austin? Because a lot of those people don't really support mm. him, surprisingly. But uh, yeah, I, I, yeah I, don't, um, I did hear the story. I don't remember where it was at, but I was like, really? Texas? Isn't that like punching Jesus in the face? <laughs> right? Jesus in the face? So, right? yeah, no. I mean, it's not something you would expect here. So I went to, I went to breakfast last week with my um, siblings and to our place that we normally go. And right. somehow, I don't know why the topic came up and the waitress was, our waitress, who I love her to death, she's awesome, but it was very surprising to me. She was like, she goes, I don't know Biden. I don't know who voted for him. Did you vote for him? I don't know a single person who voted for him. <laughs> and Romeo and I are like, <laughs> we're not saying anything, but they're I, very much a Trump supporters. And I I would have said, you know, two now. <laughs> it was it was crazy though, but um, I just didn't. We didn't say anything. Actually, it, I didn't it's vote. It's probably for better Biden. you didn't, because then you I didn't vote for Biden. But I also. So here's here's what's so funny is that I tell people that I didn't vote for Trump, and they automatically assume I, I voted for Biden. And if I tell people I didn't vote for Biden, they automatically assume I voted for Trump. And neither one of those is true. I did not. Um, so and the, and there's a reason why. Did you spell my name when you wrote it in? I actually even put Hayden Jamal Harrington. I because I know yes. I know that I, put, I I wanted to make sure Mr. Mr. Harrington when when they say President Hayden Harrington, I want people to know who you are. I because I, President I, Hayden Harrington is different than comedian Jamal Harrington. There you go. Now you're getting it. I wrote in Cookie Monster because um, that's how seriously I took the election. <laughs> I was right. like, Cookie of, Monster. Of, of us three, I actually did vote for Joe. So, well, I think a lot. Yeah, but the, it was, blame me. It was really interesting though because um, then they started talking about the election was stolen, and I, I just, I, I just, I looked at Romeo and we were like. We are we're we're in we're we're outnumbered in this enemy territory here, just, and we don't want them spitting our feud in the future. Just <laughs> keep it quiet. Look down. Don't say no. No, that. exactly. No, exactly. I think you did the right thing. Um, because now it's just like whenever whenever people brings it up, I don't like. I'm done arguing. I'm done. You know, fussing. I'm like, okay, that's how you feel. Um, you know, um, no guac in my burrito, please. You know, and I just keep mm. it moving. You know, like I don't, right, I don't right. You just gotta, too. you know, it, it's so crazy to me how the politics in our country, how everything has gotten so divided, and it's it's astronomically so. It's 
like I've never in any other, I don't care what, if you're a Republican or Democrat, I don't care if you are libertarian, I don't care. What I found in this last election, in the last few years, the one thing that has become um, grossly, grossly overblown is the division and the races. It's almost like somebody's trying to orchestrate a race riot or a race war against the the white people, against the black people, against the Asians, against the natives, against you know the Indians, against everybody. Like if they're divided, they fall. If you're united, you you can't break it. And so this is one of those things, and I've said this for a lot of years, is that people don't understand that this is orchestrated, is deliberate, because if you've got them watching the right hand, they're not seeing what the left hand is. Right, exactly. And a lot of things are, and it is working. So we've got to kind of talk about this and it's so, it's hard to talk about this one. It's really hard to talk about the shooting last week uh, at the three spas yeah. um, uh, by a 21 year old, killed eight people and injured several others. Mm. Um, he's trying to claim that it's because he had a sexual addiction. What? I, I don't even understand how yeah. that even applies to this. How does your sex addiction have anything to do with pulling out a gun and shooting a room full of people? I don't get that. And going That's... across going across town, shooting them, and then going across the street and shooting them. And then getting in your car to go to another state to shoot more people. But they caught him before that. No, um, just... And uh, to kind of even go further the 21 year old kid was arrested without incident right they were able to get him into custody they uh, are getting him arranged they are um, there's no issues meanwhile same day as he's getting arrested in another state we've got a black man who's getting arrested they were going to arrest him for smoking a joint. And they said he was having a mental health issue. And instead of taking him to a mental health clinic, they took him to jail. And, oh, wait. Again, it was a, another knee in the back, a knee in the neck. And he ended up dying for smoking a fucking joint. Meanwhile, this white kid who's 21 killed eight people of Asian descent and is going to do a few years in jail. And it's, and it's getting really fucking exhausting. I think the thing that, the thing that bothers me the most about this um, is the question of, is this a hate crime? And my thing is, I think if anybody who goes and murders anybody of any race, you know, creed, religion, whatever the case may be, I think it's a hate crime. Why did you kill that person? Wasn't because you loved them, you know, yeah. wasn't because you're, you're, you're not doing anybody any favors. Um, I, I, I think any type of murder should be, you know, in the category of a hate crime, especially this one, one of this magnitude, eight Asian uh, people, uh, who are working at a spot, you know, working at a spot in Atlanta, who I'm pretty sure were good citizens, who I'm yeah. pretty sure yeah. 
are just here in this country, whether they <laughs> whether they immigrated here or what have you. Um, I was reading that one of them was a single mom, um, and and it was and, and and it's just really really sad. Uh, but but take away this incident for a moment. There's a lot of Asian people, especially in my city here in New York, that are being randomly attacked. And for what? And the reason being? The China virus. See, and and a part of me feels that is the reason. I think that, you know... Again, I'm thinking outside the box here. I, I I don't know if it's if that's the real reason, but do you find it weird that since the pandemic, Asian people are being attacked? You know, um, I yeah. was reading a report. I was reading um, a, a, in a news source that they were saying that within the past year, three thousand eight hundred anti-Asian racist incident had occurred, mostly against women in the past year. Against women, except because for that no little difference. lady who knocked the shit out of that guy. <laughs> Did you hear about that one? She was in her seventies. Yeah, she yeah. was in her seventies. Well, because he went, he he first attacked a ninety-two-year-old man, uh, Asian man, and then on his way, uh, running away from that, he was running past the seventy. She's in her seventies, right? Seventy-year-old, seventy-something-year-old woman. Fucking video. Oh. He punched her, and after that, she she whooped his ass. She started beating him up, and um, she was like, as she's beating the shit out of him, she's like, "Why would you mess with me? I'm an old woman." And she's beating the fuck out of him. God bless her little heart. The, um, the, the, and I saw of it was he was on a stretcher being hauled away by EMTs, and she's screaming at him. I was like. <laughs> She was still like trying to go at him, and um, Dude. it was. I mean, it's, it's that's awesome. I'm so glad that she was able to do that. But you know, the thing right. is, so is, is these guys just randomly, you know, these people, this random hate. They think that it's okay, and this was absolutely a direct result of of how we've cultivated our country to be divisive instead of being inclusive we're very divisive about people who don't look like us and people are angry when people are angry about situations they're looking for a scapegoat they're looking for something to take it out on and this was the the (coughs) china flu when we just had the entire country shut down we just celebrated our one-year anniversary of being in lockdown And, and on that day i don't know about you just even hearing that it's been a year made me cry I'm driving and crying going at all of last year came rushing back to me to the point where I decided when I do my comedian card, this is what I want. I'm going to be like, show me on the calendar where 2020 hurt you. Because I like, oh, dude. It's true. And I told that to Romeo today and he looked at me and I was like, what? I thought it was funnier than that. He goes, it is. I was just thinking through 2020 where it hurt me. <laughs> and I was like, there's so much truth to that. And no, we, not because to of that hurt. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Because of that hurt, people are looking for an 
outlet for their their hurt, their anger, their their rage of, of everything that they've lost. And when they hear something like the China flu, it's the Chinese people. None of these people weren't even in that country. They were in our own country. None of them had anything to fucking do with it. But because the way they look, we're going to take it out on them. Right. Yeah. No, what I was what I was thinking when you mentioned the the trading cards is that we, we should work at our deal with uh, with uh, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but we should work at our deal where we could sell those on our on the podcast page. Yours and, and Jamal's cards. Oh, you mean Jane Malone? I need to get my card. Jane Malone. I need to get my. Yeah. my I'm trying to get a hold of her so I can Malone. get my. Thank you. Yeah. No, she's great. Um, I, I, I do take comfort in the fact that, um, that Vice President Harris and you know Biden are you know going to Atlanta to to address the situation. Um, I don't think our last president would have done that, to be honest with you. Um, I've I've never seen him. And if he was to do a speech on it, it would probably be some, you know, some bullshit rhetoric, you know, that people would have gotten behind. But I like the fact that our, our current administration is at least addressing this problem and not, you know, being egotistic, not working on his own ego, you know, on why I should be reelected this or whatever. So um, I, I, it really breaks my heart whenever I see, you know, footage of people, you know, innocent people being attacked for no, really for no reason. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. If, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, you should, I mean, yeah, people are upset because they have to stay indoors and it, but you're going to take that out on a race of people that that that's how it had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Like really rather than trying to work on rebuilding your life, you're going to try to harass people on the train. You're going to throw shit at people at people while they're walking down the street because you feel triggered. Hey, go to the gym, go run, have a drink, smoke a bowl. There's other things you could do. You know, right. that, that attack somebody. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was I think I could speak for all of us when I say last year, I was mad. I was scared. I was uncertain about what was going to happen. But never have I thought, no matter, no matter how many times I kept hearing the term China virus or it came from China, it's never, I never thought to myself, well, I'm just going to go beat up a Chinese person. Like it's never occurred right. to me, you know, and, and the 3,800 uh, Asian people that were, or incidences, those are the ones that we know of. I mean, most men don't report incidences like that. And God forbid the ones that are undocumented, you think they're going to the police? Right. You know? right. So it, it, it's probably a much higher number than that, but nonetheless, I, this is not what America, land of the free, home of the brave. This is not what we're about. Right. You know, we, we I should. Not. We should. I would really hate. hope not. Yeah, we shouldn't be about hatred of, of any kind. Right. You know. Um, so yeah, it, I, just, I I think it's very terrible. Um, I I think the shooting in Atlanta 
should uh, hate crime across the board, man. And if it was up to me, yes. uh, you know, I would get that. Uh, I would get his veins ready because I say lethal injection. Yeah, I that. would agree with that. I think that. So I know that there's a lot of people who are opposed to the death penalty because they say it's not a punishment. Oh, that's not a good punishment. Um, I'm not looking for a punishment. I'm not about a punishment. I'm looking about preventive. And when I yeah. mean preventive, I mean preventive from having that person who, if you already have it within you to cold bloodedly shoot down eight people and, and wish that it was more at yeah. the age of 21, you're, you, there's something about you that can't be fixed and you will right. do something like that again. Do, do um, they have any details as to what about his sex addiction caused him to want to do this? Because that just seems like it's a, it's a reach. It sounds like a really poor excuse. Right. When I, when and, I first heard it, I was like, yeah, be fucking kidding me. Why didn't you just say I'm, I'm insane? <laughs> like just, right. you're mentally ill. But specifically, he's trying to do it. So the reason why is, um, and in my opinion, is that he would be so specific like that is because it's it's a it's a buzz topic and it's a way for him to try and deflect the amount of I first heard it sound like it was this has nothing to do with why I did it but this is something that people are talking about so I'm gonna I'm gonna blame it on that right. that's what it sounded like to me right and he probably quite honestly doesn't even know anything about sex addiction and how it works to me right that's like me saying I'm a food addict so I went in and and murdered all these bakers because they're the ones who make me fat you know come on no that would be like going, no that would be like going into like a gym and shooting the first person you see because you're fat right you know right that too that that yeah that, that that's that, I get that too yeah I mean it just yeah I, yeah, I just they're trying oh, to play man, that's, just, that's such a lame excuse that, to me. I just and it's very sad. It's but very I'm... sad. It's very sad to me that um, you know that these women. I, I would, I would think that because this guy had been into those spots before, he knew that those were sex workers. Um, they were interviewing the people's families. Some of them didn't know that that's what their family was doing. Well, there were sex um, workers. Maybe that's the connection. I didn't know what the connection was. It's like I don't understand why this is a thing. Because it was it was an Asian spa, and they were looking for a happy. Oh, okay, oh, that's the connection. Okay, that's okay. The connection. there's the connection. I was like, there's no fucking connection between him shooting up these people, is there? But okay, if, if a, a connection were, between him getting you know to getting his nails did and. Um, he was just the happy ending he wanted. Right. Well, you know what though, maybe, and I don't know what the, I don't know what the details are. I don't oh. know what those details are. I still remember when I think about that, um, and not to make light of the situation, but there was, there used to be a, a there was a Facebook meme that I saw. It was a, a bit that I thought was hilarious was that this guy goes in and he's laying on the table, on the massage table, and this beautiful young Asian woman is, is massaging him. And she leans in, and she goes, you want happy ending? And he whips out like $300. And she smacks a button on the wall and she goes, happy ending, happy ending. 
and all of a sudden graffiti comes down and there's like all these clowns come on and they're like like a little circus happened she's like happy ending and maybe that's the kind of happy ending he was he got when he was looking for the other kind but um or maybe you got the you're the 100 customer happy ending like right confetti and everything yeah Uh, cheese happy ending right and so yeah. So maybe, I mean, maybe, I don't know what all the details were. I don't know that, that maybe these were legitimate, uh, but the, so. I think that um, I would be more inclined to believe that these were facilities where they had um, those behind the, behind the curtain deals where they were happy endings. And um, maybe he, he this kid, wanted to to murder people kill people and figured that he would get off easier if it was people that are thought less of and let's face it our sex workers are thought less of they're thought less of because it is uh it's not regulated it's not something that we we don't have yeah we don't have if like in vegas where they have legal brothels this is also one of the reasons why I'm a huge advocate. I'm a huge advocate for legal brothels where you have people who, let's face it, there's, 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 there are women and men who are more than happy to sell their body for money because they get paid really good money. And if there was a legal brothel, they would be protected. They would have regulations. They would have security. They would have a lot less harm to these sex workers and that to me is is i i could care less if somebody if if two adults what happens between two consenting adults i don't care three consenting adults a hundred consenting adults i don't care they're consenting and you can't say that there's not consenting adults (laughs) porn industry is completely a multi-billion dollar industry you can't tell me that the, all those porn workers are doing it against their will, right? So right. why not take that same thing instead of it being on camera and let them be able to have the same protections as our porn workers to be able to have brothels in our sex industry to be able, instead of being so uptight, America, get off, it's 2021 already. Right. Get would- over yourself. We're not a parenting country anymore. I was going to say that if if there was no if there was no uh, worry of of getting sick and dying, I fuck. Oh, and the fact that people would want to see me naked, I would fucking do it in a heartbeat. But I don't what, think or, or just any any of that. Which, I would do it if I could make. Let me money. ask you a question. Would want, okay, would so what about spending money? Would you go if you had if there was a place where you go where there was a legal brothel? And you knew that the sex workers, you were required to wear a condom and the sex workers were clean and they had a regular testing. You know, they had regular AIDS testing. They had regular testing for coronavirus. They had all the different testing that they were always up to date on all their current, on their, all their shots and, and immunizations. And it was completely safe. Would you pay to have sex with them? If, if money was not a problem for me and, and, and like the, the risk of, of my health not being an issue. Yes. Then yeah, I would totally do it. Totally. What about you, Jamal? Would I pay for it? Yeah. Nah, no. Would I you would... be opposed to somebody else paying for it? Would it bother uh, you? 
no. Um, if if that's how you get your rocks off, I mean, some people need to pay for it. They don't have, you know, they don't have a good personality like mine where they. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, be know. careful. I'm, I'm tread carefully. You, know. you just told cousin Todd. <laughs> no, <laughs> You're no, like no. saying, Todd, no. you don't have my looks or my personality, so of course you'd have to pay for it. You, but, but, would, you wouldn't pay for it because you're too good for it. I say I wouldn't pay for it because I'm afraid for my health and because I'm poor. No, but 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 I could see no that I understand because you know I, I've had this conversation with like a lot of people as far as like well you know I know I once said in a past shows like oh would you would you date a a girl who's been in porn? To be honest with you, I wouldn't um, because I I've watched enough porn to be like hey. I could have sex with you, but I would never make you my wife. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I, I could never have, I could not have children with you and then have to explain to my kid, our kids where you get your money from. You know, I don't want to explain to my kids why today you're shooting a scene here and there's plastic all over our furniture and like five dudes here. Like, I, don't, I don't think these people film these porns in their own homes while their kids are around, dude. Well, <laughs> I would like to hope not. I would hope not. But, but, but as, as Rick James once said, cocaine's a hell of a drug. So, you know. <laughs> so I, I think what really happens here is that you, you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to be with a woman who's been with other dudes who potentially could be better at, at it than you. Uh, I don't. I don't think that's the case at all. I just don't want to be. You know, you're gonna. No matter what you do, you're down rather. You're bringing your work home, no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Because I, you come home. I just. I'm coming home after a hard day's work. You even harder, I guess, depending on the situation. But um, I, I might. I might. Hey, baby. You know. You know. I, I might be in the mood, and she'd be like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sore from like you know the." 12 inch baby I had today we can't I just I'm not into you know, it right now. <laughs> you know it's like I could I I just feel like and on top of that she's gonna be having way more sex than I than me no that's that that's not really it. where it is right there that's because she's having more sex than you that's what you what know it I have to, to chime in on this I have to kind of chime in because I can kind of see where Jamal is coming from years and years ago and this isn't any secret years and years ago I used to do phone sex um it was when I was living in Vegas. And so my my job was literally answering the phones. And and mind you, it's not as it wasn't as um explicit as you would think because right then at that time that I started doing it, this was in like nineteen ninety-one. And um the FCC had just the head of the FCC had just changed from being a man to a female. And there was a, literally, we had a sheet of things that we couldn't say that included, we could not even answer the phone and just breathe hard, you know? And there was those times when we get those conversations where the phone call comes in is, Hey baby, just breathe hard while I, I jack off. And you couldn't, <laughs> you're like, I'm sorry. I can't, I can just, I can't, no, I can't, sorry. Hey, but, but the thing is though, is that after that, I come home and I'm like, uh, God, get off me! You know, like the the husband, you know, that would want to try and get all intimate, and I'm like, I can't even say anything without. I can't even. There's no bedroom talk because I'm gonna feel so sleazy. Hey, hey, Marianne, let me ask you this. Um, do you remember at Grit City Comedy Club, there was a a comedian 
by the name of Matt Black, who brought a porn star there for an interview. Were you there for that? I'm not going to say the porn star's name um, just because I don't feel like getting sued. But, um, but, but he asked her a question as far as how is doing... Now, mind you, I'm going to paint your picture. The audience, she's on stage. Her boyfriend is sitting in the audience to the side, sort of by himself. Mm. The question was, so how does you doing your job, you know, being a porn actress, affect your love life? And as soon as he asked that question, I looked right over at him because, Mm -hmm. because I was looking at his expression because I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to know. And he was, it was almost as if he was kind of like, well, you know, um, you know, it affects, I still, I'll, I'll still, you know, we'll still have sex, but I guess, you know, it's not as much because again, she, she'll talk about doing like three black dudes and she's sore on her way home. You know what I'm saying? And she can't, and she can't perform, you know what I'm saying? You know, so how, so how is, how is he supposed to, how is he, how is he supposed to, you know, have relations when she's constantly, and I, I could use, the, I could throw this term around, fucking like, you know, 50 times a week, 50 times a month for crying out loud. Like, how would you feel about that? Like, I could never, I couldn't do it. Like, I couldn't be like, oh, you're working again, you know? And, and then, mind you, you know, you, the kid, I've Googled myself. I'm... I have a six-year-old niece that's probably one day going to do that to me as well. But if my kids Googled, you know, yeah, you know, insert porn star here, <laughs> and, they, and these videos just pop up, hey, daddy, that's not your penis in mommy's mouth. Like, you know. <laughs> How the fuck would they even know that? Because, because it'll be a darker shade. <laughs> or even a white dude. Or even a white dude. Who knows? Your kids not know what that even is. But they might. They very well might because they've seen dad naked. Kids are smart, man. They're not as dumb as we like to think that they are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially if it's a white dude. Yeah. What is mommy doing with two daddies? Yeah. It's like, Um, no. This is a great time for Jonas Barnes to be joining us. I was just going to say, welcome to the (laughs) Hi, dude. What's up, guys? (laughs) Conversation. Or or did I come into the right part of the conversation? I feel I like that just depends on how <laughs> your Sunday perspective. is. Perspective, yes. I think yeah. I I think that you probably knowing knowing Jonas, I think he came in at the perfect time. Well, yeah, I, I, um, I think I think we should ask Jonas the golden question then, since he just pops in at the right time. Hey, Jonas, how's it going, man? First of all, <laughs> what's up, man? Okay, let me ask you this, and I probably already know the answer because I know you. Um, right. Would, would you wipe down? Well, no, that wasn't the question. Actually, Marianne, you asked the question. You asked it more eloquently than I probably So would. here's the question that we have to ask is that um, porn workers, would you, would you date or marry somebody who actively still did porn or had previously been a porn star? Absolutely. And, and without a question defend that and why why what's your thought because, because the way that i look at it is every 
one of us has fucked insert amount of people here and <laughs> i don't think it matters um who you've had sex with whether it's been for money whether it's been for pleasure whether it's been so that the other person will shut the fuck up whatever it is i don't like <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't i don't care as long as as long as you're not bringing anything harmful home i don't care like that's fine sex is sex um i think it's i think it also depends on the person obviously for me i can i have no problems uh separating you know sex from the relationship so to speak right so like if, if it's something that's like a professional thing i don't give a shit you know what i mean as long as there's the honesty and the communication between me and the partner i don't think there's a problem with it at all um and, and I, also, I think that's paramount right there right as long as the communication is there i think you're all good and i was gonna say i've actually had sex with two different porn stars um totally worth the risk is what i'm gonna tell you <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> Totally worth it. <laughs> okay. well, I have not had sex with porn stars. Um, I have gotten advice from porn stars, and um, I did. Trans- I, I actually I talked about that in one of my jokes, and I, I actually talk about it to my son. And I'd not knowing at the time when I said when it comes to anal or that alternative entry, just remember that when it comes to lube, if it's not dripping from the ceiling, you're not using enough. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that that translated to my sons that mommy's had anal. Right. <laughs> and I was like, this was actually what, no, I was like, I'm imparting this information because that's what the porn star told me. And I was like, that absolutely <laughs> makes sense, you know, especially, especially for women, you know, because if you guys don't do it right, there's that little tear between the, the two that remain separated and then. Right. Well, here's, here's the other thing when it comes to that, when it comes to the, uh, the unholy entry, uh, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think it depends on the person too, because there's sometimes when it, sometimes with people, they naturally are more lubricated as, you know, just their body in general produces that. And if you use too much, it can be, it can be a big problem because if you use too much, um, it can cause all sorts of other issues. Um, so it kind of, it really honestly does depend on the person. Because there's some people, like, there's straight up, there's some people, if you use a certain kind of lube, it can cause a big problem. And if there's just too much in there, like, that's also a big issue. Um, because if there's too much in there, the uh, without getting into extremely graphic detail, uh, the pullout game can be very messy. Is, is the best way to out. put it. What's that? Shit falls out. Yeah, straight up. Like, if you've, seen, if you've ever seen Zach and Mary make a porno, and, <laughs> and, he's, and he says she frosted me like a fucking cake, there, that's honestly, that's not too far away from the truth of what can happen. <laughs> that to me just sounds like it was, wasn't cleaned out before they, they didn't do the clean no, no. first. You gotta, you gotta no, clean first. It, you do but there's also you have to remember that sometimes if you're in the you know in the heat of the moment and you decide to do that uh mm-hmm. maybe you didn't get to go through all the you know all of the pre-game rituals right. there um right you weren't and the, for it. right and the thing is if you just unload a whole bunch of lube in, into somebody like that it's mm-hmm. you can't even tell That's, you can't even it. tell that you've caused the problem you know That's, and you can't tell that okay. you've caused the problem until it's too late <laughs> so that, that part makes sense so so you have to okay you so in other words you need to 
quantify that. Like you need to make sure you've cleaned first. You need to prep the area. You don't want any, like, uh, as we call it, uh, where there, there's a, that accidental slippage and we call it happy new year. <laughs> it's like, right, oh, yeah. and we weren't ready for that. Well, here's no, happy also, new year. no happy new year. The other thing about it is that if somebody's into that, like if somebody actually is into anal, like that's their thing then they're pretty much always prepared for the most part, mm -hmm. I guess is the best way to put it. Like if that's something that they like to do on a regular basis, most of the time they're, they're ready. ready in a, they're ready in a clutch situation to like, you know, go do your thing if you that need to. Sense. But then if it's somebody that like is either doing it for like their first couple of times, or if they're not necessarily like their favorite thing, that's a whole different story. That's a whole different conversation that you got to have with that person. Like there's all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I don't think that the moms or dads have set their, their children down and discussed or, um, you know, I just no, don't think that they have. So there's a lack why of not? conversation on that. Like, look, right. honey, if you're going to do that, you need to go make sure that you like go get an enema clean everything out make sure you flushed everything and then make I, sure I, you have plenty of good lube on and not the kind that will interfere with condoms and and, and yeah. a very and a very high fiber diet too yes oh yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 you don't but want to be sure doing you, an, you don't you don't want to be doing anal with somebody who's eating jack in the box on the regular Welcome to the show, Jonas. That's gross, but that's hilarious. It's very gross, but it's accurate. You cannot tell me it's not accurate. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I can just imagine. But I can imagine, yeah. 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 I feel like that should be a prerequisite question if you're going to do, do that with somebody. Like, how many times have you had McDonald's in the last month? Be honest. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the last time you had McDonald's. When was the last time you, you, you when was the last time you had, had a bowel movement? Uh, <laughs> right, yeah. Has it been a couple of days? Then we shouldn't go on this road. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, so, yeah but if, if you know that that's going to be like in the, like in the near future, you have to add, you have to like sneak these questions in like, so I, you're vegan? Okay. Um, that, <laughs> Because that's going to tell you what you're getting into. You know what I'm saying? Like, for sure. You know, it's like, oh, you know, I'm going to stick my dick in a forest or, you know, I'm going to stick my <laughs> right. dick in a sewage plant. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, is it going to be a grease trap? You know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You don't want that uh, to happen. I mean, I I'm not going to lie. What I got from this overall is there is a such thing called too much lube. I did not know that. Um, for sure. Well, in, there summary, in summary, you, I, I, for, in summary, you need to make sure that you're prepping for anal like you would a colonoscopy. Well, straight yeah. up, I, I mean, feel like I feel like I look at the like use two teaspoons of lube per two hour increments. <laughs> 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 I'm like, don't, well, they don't spell don't that out on the package. Just don't take the whole tube and go. Yeah, seriously, that honestly, that right there is the biggest rule of thumb. Do not squeeze it into there. Just like fucking. You gotta, you gotta be ginger with it at first. Like you can't just like squeeze the entire bottle into there. You'll, yeah. you'll have all sorts of problems. See, we're not just funny; we're, we're educational. We are. Oh, no. I, I am. I am learning a lot. I am learning a lot. <laughs> uh, there have been times where I've been like, "Oops, <laughs> wrong, en wrong entry." Yep. <laughs> Whoops to do. How many? Okay, guys. How many of you haven't accidentally? Try to slip it in a pooper. I when you were younger. I only do it. Well, I'm sorry. I only did it upon request. And um and uh yeah. Um 
Yeah. It's not too, it's not too bad, actually. I that's that's one of those things like if they go, oop, wrong one, I was like, oh no problem. Just up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. No, exactly. Seriously. Like, oh, you know what? Since you're already there, you might as well give it a try. Right, yeah. That's how you know <laughs> that, that's how you know if somebody's game or not by the uh by the reaction that they have on the accidental slip. Because yeah. if it's yeah. if it's somebody that does not want to go down that road, you will get a very, very quick, very clear audible hint. Like it's just you know yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or they'll push back. Exactly, yeah. Well they're not okay. gonna push back. You know, they're, they're not gonna go, ooh, and lean into it. There yeah. there's probably a throat punch involved. Right, yeah. right, right, yeah. yeah. And, not gonna like slide back like and that's whoopsie. definitely Yeah, you're you're never oh. gonna be you're never gonna be halfway in and they're gonna be like, No, 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 no. I mean, unless they're just like, Okay, not today, but like like no, like even if you touch it with the tip, they're like, Oh, right. wait, are you I mean it'll be like, Wait, are you trying to get in there? Or like, where are we going here? I'm like yeah. Can I? Well, well, hold on a second because if you're gonna go there, I gotta go get the lube. And I'm, whoa, I guess I'm taking all my other clothes off then. Right. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we're going. To, yeah. So it's so yeah. funny. Like me being like being a comic. Whenever I, it's weird. There's two different ways of watching porn. So like you obviously watch porn with a purpose. But then you can also watch it as a comedian and see things that are absolutely hilarious. Like, I've, I've totally done this, but I'm not talking like sitting there and just like, I'm going to sit down and watch all ass fucking volume four. Like, it's not, I'm not <laughs> saying it like that. But I mean, if something happens on the screen or something comes on the screen and you see it, watching it as a comic is very funny because there's like when people do stuff like you just talked about like i'm just going to take all the rest of my clothes off whenever you see somebody doing anal and they're like fully dressed with just their dick out of their pants you're like no inaccurate <laughs> like there's nobody <laughs> not gonna do that there's no way dude is just gonna be sitting there in his white t-shirt and his fucking jeans just chilling like no that's not how that works <laughs> no no yeah, I, I can totally vouch um it's, I'm just having this visual. I'm just having this visual of a guy in like in stonewashed jeans, a wife beater, and, and bedhead, <laughs> trying to right. have fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't. You can't. Yeah. Thanks for tuning into another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne, and cousin Todd. Be sure to check them out on all their social medias at Not About You Pod. That's N O T A B O U T, a letter U P O D, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.